Hey, yes, Jesuits, if you love listening to the podcast as much as we love making it, we'd like to ask you to support the show however you can. We have launched a Buy Me a Coffee page where you can make a one-time contribution to keep the show running. And if you really, really, really love us, please consider becoming a monthly sponsor. Links to Buy Me a Coffee and becoming a monthly sponsor are in our show notes and on our website, yesjesuspod.com. If you can't donate right now, please, please consider leaving us a review on Apple and Spotify podcasts, following us on social media, and sharing us with a friend. All of these things help us to bring you new episodes. So, to all the zaddies and mama bears and everyone out there who already subscribes and support us, thank you so much. We seriously could not do this without you. And now, without further ado, on to the show. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints. I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another musical and industrial episode of Yes, Jesus! I'm Danny Francesi, the musical master, and I'm here with my one-note bestie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <I did>. just <laughs> something prepared <laughs> Azariah Southworth <laughs> don't worry yes. <laughs> because here at Yes Jesus we believe CCM stands for Contemporary Christian Marys singing is much better when you could live as your true authentic self um, we're going to be covering Christian music industry artists who came out of the closet as he yes like a lot of rainbow folks um, and we will be doing that very shortly. So stick around for right after. <laughs> okay, stay with me because this won't be obvious as queer Christian news, but there is certainly some gospel in this news story. All right, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Thousands of students have been walking out of school to protest the treatment of LGBTQ students. This movement started in September in Virginia, middle and high schools. Students are leaving class to protest Virginia's reversal of transgender protections that put decisions Mm -hmm. on students' identities and preferred names at schools exclusively in the hands of their parents. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin reversed previous policies, mandating that local schools require students to use restrooms, pronouns, and names based on their official school records. It limits sports teams to gender assigned at birth, and it tightens parental notification requirements. Youngkin is an opponent to LGBTQ people and has been- Oh, you don't say. All along. Oh, you don't say. (laughs) You know, the bathroom thing always gets me the, the most. It's like, let people pee. Right. For God's sakes, just let them pee comfortably. Right. If there's an incident, address it by incidents, but we have had no incidents of people trying to pee. Yeah. Well, the youth are taking it into their own hands by protesting the reversal of policies that protects them and their peers. So, Well, I'm glad that this new generation is standing up for themselves, honestly. Yeah. I wish my uh, generation had done more of that back in the day, but I'm happy to see it happening. And we will keep you in mind and prayer. Yeah. You know, I think of like when I was a kid, I wore mascara to school when I was in like second grade, I think it was. And I was so scared. And I remember being like first grade wearing earrings in the hallway when no one else was around. In first grade? Yeah. And so I was expressing my gender. Where did you wait? Yeah. Wait, were your ears pierced? No, honey, these were clip-ons. I stole them from my sister. You had like grandma (laughs) 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 clip-ons? But the the point is, as a kid, I was exploring my gender in the way that I wanted to express myself. True, yeah. And I remember feeling a lot of fear around it. 
And in these bathrooms, they are not monitored. A lot of times there's not, at least in my day, at my school, there were not teachers in these yeah. bathrooms. So can you imagine a genderqueer person being in a bathroom that they do not feel fits their gender and feeling unsafe around, in my case, other boys that would, you know, be harsh and cruel and mean and do God knows what. So the government needs to get their nose out of where people pee and poo because who cares? Let them do what needs to be done so they can feel safe and comfortable. That's so honestly like we need to have more of those like and I prefer them anyway, those gender neutral, just one person at a time bathroom situations. Mm -hmm. Like more of that. Like then you don't have to even think about it, you know? It's like the good duty bathroom when you know you have a good duty bathroom at work and it's like all the way on the other side of the building. This is going to be a good one. I'm telling you, you know, like uh, LGBTQ people deserve at least some piece of quiet. Honestly. Honestly. But listen, we are super stoked to hear that the youth are standing up for themselves. And we're going to pray for your strength and for the Holy Spirit to give you the words to say when you don't know what to say uh, in these battles. Because, you know, I know that a lot of these adults think they're going to like run circles around you maybe some of the psychological or psychiatry like kind of training to be able to do those kind of things. But don't remember, you say the right things. You're just standing up for your own protections and we believe in you. Damn right. Um, Yeah. And, you know, that's something to pray for, which reminds me, segue, Uh of uh, this section of our show, which is the praise report and the prayer request, where if you are just like filled with the spirit, like God is so, I see God is so good. Isn't she? God is so good. Won't she do yes, it? She does. Like God is just filling my life. I, I can't, I can't take it enough. I have to praise. I have to be like, oh my gosh, this is going so great. Then call us and we'll hallelujah with you. Okay. But then if you're like, oh, this is really weighing heavy on my heart. Like this is like, I can't deal with this myself. This feels like almost too much to bear. Then you could also lean on us because mm-hmm. we're not fair weather friends. We're here for you. And we'll add it to our prayer request and we'll pray for it. And we will ask our listeners to pray along with you. Okay, so we're going to go right into the praise report, prayer request. We have a prayer request, okay? And we actually heard from someone who is being directly impacted by these new school policies in Virginia. Mm. Cheryl sent us a voicemail to talk about what she has learned at her own school and about how Youngkin's policies are impacting these students. Let's take a listen. Good morning, gentlemen. I hope you are well today. I'm about to start my 26th year of teaching and I'm teaching high school in Virginia. I just found out that I am not allowed to call a non-binary student by their preferred pronoun or their preferred name unless they have a parent approved form filled out in the counseling center. Now, when I asked about this, I was told I can call a cis student by a nickname that this policy is for non-binary students only. So to recap, I can call a cis student by a nickname, but I cannot call a non-binary student by a preferred name. Um, This is, of course, a prayer request uh, concerning this policy and me not getting too pissed off. Uh, Too late for that, but, you know, conducting myself accordingly. Wow. I mean, how just completely infuriating, you know, that you can, a nickname works for a straight cisgender person, but you can't call a nickname or something without a parent. Do you know what danger they might be putting some of these kids into, and especially in environments like Virginia? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just such an awful practice to be doing something like that, to making them, I mean, this is where 
I'm going to say it straight out, like genderqueer people, LGBTQ kids, if you are having this problem, become really good at forgery. (laughs) (laughs) You can solve a lot learning how to sign your parents' names. (laughs) Like, and just be like, okay. And don't even like, just for now until, you know, we can get into the legislator until we can make sure that you are encouraging people to vote and change things. You need an immediate answer to this. Just forge the dang signature. Like, it doesn't even matter at this point. Like, it's just a name. It's it's your identity. All right. And what they're trying to do, okay, is they're trying to say, okay, we have to have uh, separation of church and state. We're not allowed to put this in our schools, but we already know that we live in a conservative community and their parents is, will fix their ass for us. We won't even have to do that work. The, everyone, all of the parents that we've met at the parent teacher thing, we know who they are. We know who to target. We know the parents that this is going to work on. And we know your mom and dad wouldn't sign off on you calling yourself this or calling yourself that. So they're trying to put the policing and the sin, quite frankly, on your parents. Mm-hmm. And I say, eh, just sign their name. That's right. <laughs> just get that. Just get past it, you know? And, like, this this stuff, let me tell you something. No matter how much freedom we have, no matter how much we change the laws or people's ideas or people's minds, we're going to continue to be attacked. We are a marginalized community. That's just it. That's just who we are. The whole world wants us separated from them. They don't want to be a part of us. And, it's, and, 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 yes, we are striving for acceptance and diversity and, and all of these things. And we want people to like us because we're nice. But the truth of the matter is, it's really bigger than that. It's about people wanting to feel better than other people. And they're always going to find a group to marginalize. They're always going to find a group to push down and make less than so they could feel like they're raising up themselves. So just in, in situations like this, it's better to you know, choose your battles. Be quiet. Change. change you know, okay, you want me to keep my I'm going to change the name on this form. Yeah. Because what the hell else are you going to do, Azzy? Yeah, honestly, like I love what Got Mick says. Break the system. And in this case, disrespect the system because it's not even recognizing your humanity or making space for you. So why respect these stupid, oppressive, arbitrary, don't give it a plank length of respect, (laughs) is what I say. And and passing the buck on the parents like that is so horrible. You're distancing a child from their parents. You're, You're stifling their growth. You're in front, you know, they should be supplying mediators to explain to the parents what's going on in the child's life because during the day you're caring for this child, uh, you know, and everything's driven by money and greed. And I'm sorry to see somebody going through that, but that is definitely something to, to pray about. But Cheryl, just be like, you know, I'm not telling you to do this, but <laughs> maybe learn how to sign a name. Come on, we're queer, we're good in our class. <laughs> As we got a praise report. What are we going to be praising about today? All right. We're going to get our praise on with Gideon. So Gideon says, thank you so much for your podcast. To be included and represented in a faith-centered atmosphere is balm to my soul. I really, really appreciate mm. you guys. I love that word, balm. Balm of Ooh, Gideon. Balm is good. We want to send about balm. You want to know something about bomb? Like, hallelujah, first of all, to you, uh, Gideon. Like, thank you for that. Um, I really appreciate that. But bomb to your soul. Psalms is like bombs, isn't it? And maybe Psalms, maybe Psalm is going to be where we're going to get our scripture for the day, huh? <laughs> uh, you think so? Uh, what? Maybe we'll find out right after this. Here at Yes Jesus, we love inclusion in every part of life, awake or asleep. And you know what's really inclusive? Big Fig. They believe that everybody and everybody, Adi, deserves great sleep. 
As you know me, I've been a big fig model. I've been a big boy model and a spokesperson for quite some time right now. And Big Fig is the only mattress brand out there that is truly focused and in love with the plus size community and supporting bigger figures. We have conversations all the time about what it means to be a big person and what a bigger person would need to get a good night's sleep. And you know what? I know that five big bears can fit on a big fig. I've seen it at your <laughs> You've house. Seen it. At my, I had a holiday party with five giant bears like myself all sitting on that bed and it didn't move a peep. <laughs> <laughs> Each mattress does have comfort and support. It can hold up to 1,100 pounds and uses cooling technology and edge support. Oh yes, cooling. I don't want to be a sweaty sleeper. You know, the frame is made of steel and the box spring is made of solid wood. Not these like foldable up things that you could order online. A real strong like, they don't make them like they used to type quality <laughs> that really can support a bigger figure. It is a sturdy mattress and a comfy one at that. Big Fig offers 120 night trial. If you don't love it, you can return it, honey. Oh, but you're definitely going to love it. I know so, so much that I made a special link for Yas Jesus listeners. Just visit tinyurl.com slash Yas Jesus. That's Y-A-S-S Jesus to find inclusion, comfort, and support all night long on your big fake mattress. You just might get resurrected. Azzy, guess what? Why? It's time for the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. It sure is soul food. Sop it up with a biscuit. It's the scripture of the day. Um, this scripture of the day comes from the balm of the Bible. Psalms. Psalm 95, 1 through 2. Ah. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Hallelujah. I used to think, I used to think when they say, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving, it meant we had to bring turkey. <laughs> But now I know, which also is the true meaning of Thanksgiving, which is things that we're grateful for. Yeah. Um, and uh, come to him with gratitude, you know? Uh, come and sing the praises of God. The, the most sweetest thing that God could ever hear is the word hallelujah. Like, I think God just loves listening to that word. It is, some, it is even in the song when it says, the chord that pleases the Lord, it's hallelujah. It's like what God wants to hear. And it's just like, let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let's come together with gratitude. Let's make noises. Let's sing songs. Mm -hmm. Music, music is the way to speak to God in a lot of ways for a lot of people. Um, you know, when you hear like some incredible gospel singer and they're just like wailing it out or like, even you know, or, or some rocker hitting that high note that it's just them trying to get close to godliness. It kind of feels good. Mm -hmm. Isn't it Beethoven well, who said like food, uh, music is food for love or something or something like that? Mm, I don't know, I don't but know. that sounds good. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was Beethoven. I don't know. It could have been. <laughs> uh, but we got a message from a reader. Okay, this is from Jeffrey. Okay. Okay. He says, please do a podcast on CCM artists that have come out. I am a big Avalon fan, <laughs> yes. and I have a feeling that one of them may have come out. Oh. Maybe do an interview with some of these musicians if possible. I understand if they're too scared to talk about oh, it. Oh, Jeffrey, this show is for you. 
Yes, please share widely with your friends. Like, <laughs> subscribe, comment below. And honestly, give us a good review on your podcast site of choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Or maybe buy us the coffee. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin like, spice if you're nice. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Azariah, I feel like we are right in your sweet spot here. Like, I almost just want to like let you take the reins and sit back and watch. Because with, when it comes to Christian pop music and queerness... I know Honey, you know everything, I was Mr. Former Host of TBN's of Remix. You were the Carson Daly Honey. of TBN Honey. before you came out as gay. This, If people don't know, as he was the host of Remix, a show on TBN, the Trinity Broadcasting Network, where Azariah would travel yeah. with all of these Christian pop music stars yeah. and get the real tea and find out all of this kind of stuff. Are you going to be spilling any tea today? <laughs> Honey, oh, I, I bet you got some kind of dirty dirt on these dudes. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't call it dirty, uh, but it is no, certainly but some, I'm saying like, some gay dirt for sure. Uh, I mean, you know stuff. You you were like the per, like the you're like the Carson Daly Perez Hilton of the Christian music scene. When you share a tour bus with uh, Jump Five, you learn a few things. Um, so I'm going to learn who Jump Five is. Honey, any CCM artist, <laughs> any CCM fan from the early 2000s will know. I think they were signed to Disney Records for a bit, but. They were big with Disney. Okay. Yeah, I, I, this is my sweet spot, um, and I'll, I'll do my best to uh, add what I can to the research that our freaking mm-hmm. Deacon Rosemary has done for us. Okay, before we get going with this, mm-hmm. I just want to point out pretty much that all of these outings have happened in the last 10 years. Like, I know there were some people before then, but mm-hmm. I think this is like a very 2010s moment that we're talking about when we're talking about like CCM. Like, it was a big year of reckoning for Christian artists coming out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, what, Azzy, what do you think that is? Well, why do you think this was like if, a big time I for might, like the mass, like... If, if I uh-huh. might say so myself, um, and my research tells me this, I was the first <laughs> okay. Christian entertainer to come out in 2008, publicly. Okay. And then Ray Boltz came out six months after I did. And then it was Jennifer Knapp. Okay. And then someone else who shall not be named. And then, uh, <laughs> but we'll get into it. And then um, some other people. But Marsha Stevens, I really think, was the first Christian artist who, mm-hmm. who came out, but she didn't come out publicly, that I'm aware of. But she wrote a song back in 19, she got saved during the Jesus movement. And she wrote a song okay. um, called- in 70s? Uh, yep. Uh, so you remember our queer St. Lonnie Frisbee? Yes. So she was part of that movement. And she was- Part of that whole movement. Yes. She f- wrote what's considered the first contemporary Christian song, music song. I feel like my parents might be a part of that movement because that was like, they became- Probably. They, they converted from Catholicism to- Pentecostal kind of morning. It was huge situation. So I would not be in surprised. The 70s, yeah, yeah, I would not be surprised. It sounds like it's like when it made its way to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, truly, it did. It made its way around the world. But Marsha Stevens, now Marsha Pinion, uh, Pinion. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, she wrote a song called "For These Tears I I Died," and um, my mom sung it growing up. So I know the song very well. Um, anyone in the Jesus movement knew the song. Anyone listening to Christian music in the 70s knew the song. But she was the first, really first person that um, uh, kind of came came out and uh, was a pioneer in many ways 
So if you have, if you've never heard the song "Children," okay. look it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can add it on the on the end of the show. Maybe we can go out with that song. But it's a beautiful right. song. I, I so. actually would like to learn more about CCM music. Period. Just because I, I was more in like my my family was listened to gospel more. Okay. You know, and I will also say we have a lot of bios of gospel singers who came out. There were so many that uh, we're going to probably do a whole yeah, episode we'll just dedicated episode. to them yeah. and give them the time and attention that they also deserve um, to be highlighted. Uh, and so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Well, since you asked about Avalon, I actually had Avalon mm-hmm. on my show uh, back in the day. Um, but let's let's start there, okay? Okay. First, Avalon might be the gayest non-gay Christian band. We've talked about this okay. before, but their signature song is Testify to Love. And we're with lyrics like, all the colors of the rainbow. That's how it goes, but better on their end mm. when they sing it. All the voices of the wind. Every dream that reaches out, reaches out to find where love begins. Yeah, that's pretty darn gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like a pretty gay Christian song. Yeah, for sure. Well, in 20, one of the gayest ones. In 2020. One of the members, uh, I forget his first name, but his last name is Passions. He dropped all the dirty tea on the Jonah and the Whale podcast. And mm. he said that it was being gay that ultimately led to him being ousted from the group. Oh, So okay. he said this, Avalon showed up at my house and told me I was no longer in the group. And it was all because of who I am. Oh, Michael Passions. Okay, he talks here about struggling with accepting himself a lot, even putting himself through conversion therapy. Hmm, Sounds familiar. To try to change his orientation. Okay. Yeah. So that was nearly 20 years ago when he came out. And I remember when it happened. It It was not public, but everyone in the Christian music industry knew. And I remember people that I worked with in, in the Christian music industry as well as in Christian television. It was it was parts of our conversation. Um, yeah, obviously, because it not being public and everyone knowing it uh, m- sends a clear message to what happens to you if you come out while you're in a Christian group. Yes, very like let, like let Michael, Pesh, let Michael Passions be a lesson to you. You're going to be ousted. And can I just say there are people still within the Christian music industry that I know who are some of the biggest names in the history of Christian music. Sold the most records who still have not come out and... Oh, that sounds like tea. That's tea. That's that's a blind item. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's that's actually tea. That's like, what flavor is this tea? That's tea. <laughs> and I will... Yeah, well, uh, I don't want to out no, anybody. It's problematic. I, I will never I was, do that again. But <laughs> but just know. We've learned. We've learned. We've learned. <laughs> we've learned. You know, back, you didn't know that that was a thing back then, you yeah. know? But I mean, this is like, uh, ooh, okay, well, they're there. Yeah, so this happened nearly 20 years ago with Michael Passions and with Avalon. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's finally in a good place with himself, so we give praise and props for that. Um, but he has worked mm-hmm. with Kristen Chenoweth, who we love, nice. and Ty Hernan, who is, my God, mm. just delicious. Um, <laughs> and by taking a look at his Instagram, he's doing a great job at hiking shirtless around these waterfalls. I would chase his oh, waterfall. Oh, I might have to see that Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's also talk about Jennifer Knapp. Ooh. Okay. Honestly, huge fan. I was a fan in high school. My sister was a big fan. We both loved her. Um, Jennifer Knapp was one of C- contemporary Christian music's darlings when her first album mm. came out in 1998. 
Uh, she was a sweet little girl from Kansas who played guitar and sang with a smoky voice. In 2004, Knapp announced a hiatus from contemporary Christian music. She moved to Australia, but came back in 2010, sharing with the world that she was gay. Mm -hmm. She urged Christians to begin new conversations about LGBTQ people of faith, and it didn't always go so well. And again, I worked closely with people that knew her, and again, everyone in the industry also mm. knew about this. And I, I believe she was just really just sick of all of the internal rumors and that's why she moved away to Australia. I, that's my sense of the situation. Um, but she had a really tense interview on Larry King when she came out uh, and it was with Pastor Bob Botsford and it was not pretty, but she held her own and I remember she, she did excellent. And you remember who was the voice of reason in that interview? Ted Haggard. Oh. Yeah. That former head of the National Association of Evangelicals who was paying his own private sex worker for release. So. Since then, Knapp has returned to music. I'm happy to report that her voice is as smoky and as sweet mm -hmm. as ever. She wrote a memoir that talks about her love of music and getting in and out of the Christian music industry. Yeah, she's done a lot of great work since coming out. She actually had a concert here in L.A. last night, which I missed. And had I known, I would have gone. Um, but she does share in her memoir that she was assigned to uh, mentor a young, burgeoning Christian pop starlet. You might have heard of her. Her name was Katie Hudson, but it became Katie Perry. Ah, I'm a slave to that rhythm. <laughs> I love Katie Perry. <laughs> but Jennifer talks about messing it up because she was so wrapped up in her own sexuality and the demands of the industry. <sighs> okay. Moving on, we should bring up Trey Pearson. Should we? Okay. <laughs> Yes, my friend Trey Pearson. <laughs> he just finished his freshman year of college when he signed on with a Christian record label and formed the band Every Day Sunday. The band was wildly popular, and it was the most played Christian rock song of 2007. They were played on my local Christian rock radio station, 94.7 The Effect. Um, and I did go to one of their concerts. I think the concert that I went to in Toledo of theirs, I think it was after Trey left the band or someone left the band. Honestly, I don't remember. I tried to forget. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> as a good, upstanding, live, laugh, love Christian man, uh, Pearson married a woman and had two children. But after nearly eight years of marriage in 2016, he shared in a public letter that he and his wife would transition from marriage to friendship and co-parenting. Mm -hmm. He would do the talk show rounds and spend a lot of time rebuilding his music career by blending the Christian fans that stuck with him with the queer fans that were discovering music. And at this time, I was helping him a little bit. Um, I saw what he was going through and we reached out and became friendly. And I was sort of helping him navigate uh, the whole um, talking to media thing for a while. Mm -hmm. And now he has a fiancé. Living his little mm -hmm. live, laugh, love life on Instagram with sponsorships and yes, all they're of it. very that. They're very the happy they're very that. Uh, gay. <laughs> they're very the happy gay couple, and um, I wish uh, the best for Trey. Uh, yeah, it's nice to see him make it to a place where he feels comfortable just fully being himself. Yeah, I mean, honestly, truly, he has good music. He puts out good stuff. I mean, 
I saw a music video of his on Instagram because I was doing research for this episode and I, I, I'm not mad about the shirtless scenes in his music video. So good for him for living <laughs> his a- you know, authentic life. He also, I remember that he was uh, signed on to do this Christian music festival. And then when he came out, he got bumped from the festival, but then he went anyway and some bands brought him up and let him sing. So technically... Yeah, I think it was Switchfoot. Yeah, technically he's the first out Christian singer to sing at a Christian festival because he was allowed to get up there and do that. And I think that was his way of trying to be subversive. You know, um I can think of another trying ways. to sh- <laughs> and trying to show uh and trying to show uh, you know, progress. Good for her. Snaps to you, Trey. <laughs> okay, this one <clears throat> snaps Trey. Uh this was a biggie, okay? Ray Bolts. Nice. This is major. Azzy, as long as I know Azzy, he's like, Ray Bolts, Ray Bolts. You don't even understand. I'm doing a little Donald well, Trump. Well, I do, because I got to meet him. I got to meet him. Oh, yeah. So you came over to his house. That's right. Okay. That's right. And we went to his family's um, pizzeria, because that's, that's right. what it ties to. You tell me your family has a pizzeria, I'm going to go there and that's get right. pizza. That's right. Uh, which, by the way, Franco, if you're listening, which Franco is Ray's husband, um, <laughs> stop using canned olives, Okay. Now, I know you weren't there working that day, and you probably would have used fresh olives, but <laughs> tell your brother. Um, <laughs> no, but... R- I actually... Now, uh, Ray, um, my dad had two cassette tapes in his car. One was Phil Driscoll, excellent trumpet <laughs> player and singer. The other was Ray Bolts. And I grew up on Ray. <laughs> I sang... Uh, the Sunday special songs in church were Ray Bolt mm-hmm. songs, you know, and he came out six months after I did. And we both did our glad media training together. And that was the first time I got to meet him. And I have just loved him ever since. Um, we went, ended up going on tour together. Well, let's talk about him as an artist, though. Let's talk about him as an artist. 15 years in the contemporary <laughs> Christian music industry. <laughs> Truly, 15 right. years, sold more than 4 million albums, two gold albums, one gold video, 12 number one singles, three Dove Awards. I mean, the man is a legend. But he came uh, he came out in 2004, first to his family. And uh, just because he wanted to deal with the pressure of the closet and he couldn't keep it in anymore. And so he is still close to his ex-wife and kids. His family is amazing um, and wonderful, truly supportive family, and they love and support him. Uh, but it wasn't just his family he had to come out to. Then he had to come out into the world. Yeah. And Bolts first visited a variety of metropolitan community churches and other gay-affirming churches. He said that coming out actually deepened his faith, which, as I feel, the same. Yeah. it's uh, he's, he's a wonderful person. I can't speak more highly of him. And his daughter, uh, Liz Bolts, if you are into writing, she does writing classes uh, that you can sign up for online. Follow her on TikTok. She does a lot of really good, like, purity culture stuff and uh, and deconstructing stuff. So check her out on TikTok. Um, but today he's retired, living his best life in Wilton Manors, you know, Florida. And uh, Danny, you and I have been to his house for dinner. They can, they, they're excellent yes. hosts, serve great food. Um, so much fun. So much fun. Um, but Ray uh, came out with a new album after he came out called True. Uh, and has some really just wonderful songs on there um, that I love. So check out his album. We should actually talk to Ray and get him to give us some songs to play on here. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm sure he would. And he came on our show um, when we did, what was it? We did some sort of uh, <laughs> uh, 
dating uh, thing. I forget, but <laughs> yeah. Like a sketch? Yeah, we did a sketch. Thank you. Uh, well, let me tell you, uh, besides Ray, another really good friend of ours has been on our show. I mean, is Grace Baldridge, a.k.a. similar. Let me tell you something. I adore her. She's been on the show a bunch. Um, and I actually met her on the Young Turks Network and didn't even know her history. Like, yeah. we just met, at, like, you know, um, on the, hosting a show together. And I didn't do the deep dive. And then I'm like, what? <laughs> when I got to hear the music and everything else, it was just, like, so incredibly. We won't get into similar much because she's been a guest on our show three times now. And if you really want to hear something fun, we did an episode that was her idea <laughs> of smoking weed and then reading the Song of Solomon to each other. It is a Truly. riot. It's so much fun to listen to. Uh, definitely check that out. It's a big Bible story. Um, it's fun. Truly. All right. Well, this next one is from Across the Pond, and it's Vicky Beeching. She was a worship songwriter from Jolly Old England. Oh, God, I'm, I'm, my family's from England. I can't even do it right. But one of her <laughs> biggest worship songs was Glory to God Forever. Uh, I would sing you a few bars, but I don't want to lose any listeners. <laughs> and we don't have legal clearance for it. So trust me when I say um, that I sound amazing when I sing it. I mean, obviously. <laughs> okay. But she came out in 2014. Yeah. And she said that she knew she was gay since she was 13 years old because... She came out, she had to leave the Christian music industry. Her songs are still out there being sung by other people. Mm -hmm. And she's written a book, become a commentator on UK-based news, and continues to shape culture. She is a powerhouse. All of these, all of these uh, queens are powerhouses. <laughs> okay, <laughs> one more. <laughs> before, we, <laughs> yeah, before we close out, Nicole Serrano, who just this year, 2022, came out as a non-binary lesbian. On, Nicole, Nicole Serrano, Serrano grew up in a Christian church. Welcome to the rainbow. She's the daughter of a pastor, a PK, who went into work in the Christian ministry. And she was successful in the industry. She wrote songs for Chris Tomlin, you might have heard of her, and Matt Marr. Her music was featured on The Kardashians, Grey's Anatomy, and The Good Doctor. Get those royalties. But knowing who she was and the pressure of the Christian music industry was causing stress. Serrano says she had panic attacks because of the anxiety living a lie caused her. Relatable. She even landed in the emergency room a couple of times. After some time with a the therapist, she worked up the courage to come out to her church. And their response? They fired her. You know, because that's the Christ-like thing to do. Right. That's the loving Christ-like thing. Well, thankfully, she found a new church to attend in Nashville that loves and accepts her. But she also mm. realized she needed to cut her ties with the Christian music industry. She's still writing music, but it's secular. And she says that is healing. I, secular definitely is a music category, but the word secular has been used to define a sin sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that um, we need to unwound ourselves from that yeah. because it's literally like um, music, writing music, using the gift that God gave you so other people can bask in it like is 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 honoring God. Mm -hmm. Her making music, her continuing to use her gifts that God gave her. Yeah. Are her honoring God. Yeah. It doesn't matter the content of the song. Words are constructs. We made them up. Yeah. So literally her using her soul to express emotion through her gift of song is not a sin. Mm -hmm. The word secular might be the category of music, but let's get one deeper and be secular pop music. Secular. Because it is just a descriptor. It, it is not. It doesn't define what it is. Yeah. 
Um, and I want to make that clear to any musicians that are living out there. Like, God wants you to create. Create what's in your soul. If you have a beautiful love song in you, write it. It doesn't always have, you know, it's because God wants, you can heal people with your art. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, I, you know, honestly, uh, we have so many names and so many people we could talk to, but mm. this episode is getting like really long. <laughs> But I, I'm, I, the reason I want to talk about this is because before we leave this episode, I want to ask you, why is this industry so hard for LGBTQ people? It seems like Christian music industry wants to protect just a certain kind of person only. As an entire talent and genre and business, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make sense. And it's not even about you or how you feel about it or about the artist or about anything. The whole point of the music is to exalt to the Lord. Come on. So who cares what, the, what instrument the sound's coming through yeah. as long as we're all in a vibration? Yeah. It's so it's judgy on something. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, can you cook to an electrician? Yeah. If I can give you just like some nerdy, like Christian industry reasons as to why it's hard for LGBTQ people, it's because the Southern Baptist Convention controlled the majority of yeah. distribution in the market. And mm-hmm. you know who made who really weaponized the church and scripture and theology to be anti-LGBTQ, Jerry Falwell. And he was the president of the Southern Baptist Convention for some time and had huge influence. And so um, that is really a huge part of the reason, but- Guess what? Guess what? Jerry Falwell's old. That idea is old. (laughs) We are living in the now (laughs) and we are moving forward, okay? And if you're out there and you are a Christian music singer, we want to hear it. Drop us a line at Pod or contact us at yashjesuspod.com. Let's play your music. If they won't, we will. Mm-hmm. So get it out here. Make some. Yeah. We just we we are we are here to broadcast you. We may not be all of you, but we are your megaphone, and we'll repeat what you want. We will say your prayer reports and your prayer requests into existence, and we'll play your music, and you have a home here mm-hmm. because it's not about us. It's about God. You better speak it. Well, we love you, you guys. Listen, and we're already going to do a queer gospel music show, but ooh, we might need a part two for this one <laughs> and maybe a part three. Or how about we just keep having the conversation? Yeah. What are the Christian music singers do you want to hear about? Let us know. Yep. For your tithe, love offering, charity, act of good, you got to download or buy some of the music from these queer Christian artists. They Yeah, support them. They upended their careers in order to be their true, authentic selves. And I'm going to throw another one in the mix, Derek Webb. Check him out if you don't know. You can support them by playing their music, buying their concert tickets for those who are still performing, Jennifer Knapp, and supporting them. Listen, it's important that you do that, okay? And you know what else is important? You can have followers, sure. It doesn't matter. You get a million followers, but if your followers are not actively engaging with each other and learning from each other and vibing regularly, then you don't have a community. (laughs) And that's what we have. We may not have a million followers yet, but we got a great community. So please be a part of it. Reach out to us. We want to know who you are. We want to feel your presence. Vibe. Yes, let's vibe. So listen, okay, we want to spread the love even more to queer Christian music and artists as they make the call. You're the music Christian music expert. Call to them. Honey. Tell them if you're a queer queer musician, tell them. <laughs> this is the siren call. <laughs> we, <laughs> we want to spread the love to all of the queer Christian music artists. So if you are a queer person of faith, queer Christian, however you identify a spiritual mm-hmm. person who wants to 
honor the divine with the music that you create, we want to share that. So send us an email at Gosh. contact at yesjesuspod.com with a link to where we, can, gifts. Yes, where we can find an MP3 file of the songs you want us to consider. Okay. And now it's time for the prayer segment of our show. And I'm like super feeling it. Are you? Yes. Let's do it. We are starting our prayer section with another prayer that Danny and I harvested from RuPaul's DragCon in LA Farm. So we'll open today's <laughs> prayer segment with a drag queen prayer direct from RuPaul's DragCon in LA. Because you know, every time a drag queen prays, an angel lip syncs for her life. <laughs> and today we'll hear from our friend, Tempest Dujour. And this is my prayer for the LGBTQIA plus community. I was raised a very religious little boy, but what I learned is most important in life are these three things. Love yourself, live your truth, and you're never too old or young to dream. And listen, because I grew up in such a religious culture, I know that sometimes it takes people a little extra time to understand your perspective, to come around and to see from a different point of view. So be patient with the people you love and then you can expect them to be patient with you. But don't compromise who you are and love yourself forever. Man, patience is a, hard, is a difficult thing. That's my takeaway. When I heard that, I was like, oh, you know, because it's so hard to be patient when you're so bursting at the seams wanting to be authentic mm. and be yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to necessarily compromise, but, but patience is a good thing to focus on. God, we come to you today because we want everyone to live their lives fully and authentically with patience. This is especially true with the people who are most gifted with praise song and music. I, 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 my true belief is talent is when God shines a light on you and when you use the gifts that you have, you are a reflective surface that reflects that light that God gave you so other people can bask in it for a moment. Sometimes through song and through performances, sometimes the only times people could get close to God in their lives. Bless all musicians. Let them live their lives of truth and integrity. Stop the discrimination that happens against singers and musicians who come out especially in the Christian music industry. Protect them, anoint them. We pray for the LGBTQ students and teachers and parents in Virginia. Please keep them strong in this fight. Please give them strength while, while standing up for themselves and for one another. And let these harmful policies in Virginia and in every state in our country just fall away, one by one. And we thank you for Gideon who is finding a community of love and praise. We're thankful to be his faithful community, but let him find many ways to share his joy and his love with others. We pray this in your name. And Lord, give me patience, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Seriously. You know, we are yeah. so um, grateful. There's so much that goes into making this podcast, you guys, and we just do it for because we know how much we needed it, yeah. and we need it for each other. Yeah. It's our communion and God together as friends, and we'd love to share that with you, our friends, and thank you for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. Uh, if you want to keep finding out about us, you can get it on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at yashjesuspod.com. Listen, 
If you like this show or if you like our show, like, please buy us a cup of coffee. It's like this thing. You could like buy us a cup of coffee mm -hmm. or you could like um, consider becoming a monthly sponsor. If you want to do a little bit more, we won't be mad at you for that. You can find the link to do both of those in the show notes. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review. That's very helpful. Or share us with a friend who might need us. Doing so also helps us reach new people and keep this show running. And just for a note, when you buy us a coffee online, you're not literally buying us a coffee. Coffee, but you are making this show continue by doing so. Mm -hmm. So check it out on our website or on our Instagram. You're helping us pay for publicity, advertising, yeah. our editors, our, you know, we yeah. have never <laughs> gotten paid. We, you know, but we want to make sure that this is coming to you every week. So if you want to buy us a coffee, it like would really be helpful for equipment and things we need. We're so excited to be going to Israel uh, with the podcast uh, coming very soon. Um, all of these things uh, are blessings and you're a blessing. So please. So please. <laughs> please. <laughs> please just move on. So please yes. move on. You can now leave an office. Like, what's it going to take to buy a psychopath? Go on, man. Oh, please send us your prayer reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just come to sing, I'm coming out. Listen, we just want to hear from you. What about audio ones, Azzy? That's right. You can leave an audio prayer request or a praise report on our website at yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. That's right, Yas Jesus is hosted by me, the very audio Danny Francesi, and, <laughs> and my bestie. Forever the CCM music nerd, Azariah Southworth. <laughs> music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the Farikin Deacon Ross Murray and Meredith Pauly. We are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs> Whether you're a live, laugh, love queen or not. God loves you just as you are. <laughs> I like and subscribe to Jesus. Keep praising the Lord, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>